What's up, people? This is Hanifa Walila. And this is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, girl? Um, I am recuperating from what? birthday weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I was doing my little ad libs, y'all. I can't sing. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And one of my birthday gifts is with us today. One of my like favorite, favorite people. Yes. Um, yeah. so I kind of want to, you know, I've been traveling. I'm like suffering from like all the the things, the cooties that every other city brings <laughs> that travel can bring. Um, but I'm so excited that we could yes. um, come together to bring Kai Brown on the show with us today. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Anything from my gay aunties. First of all, Red, happy birthday with your fine self. Thank so you. Thankful for you that you have another year with us. <laughs> Hanifa, pleasure. I was telling Red a week ago. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, I've been crushing on you since forever in a damn oh, day. Yes. <laughs> blessings, blessings. Anytime anybody crushing on me and they bold enough to tell me so, God bless yeah, you. So <laughs> when I saw y'all's little joint, I was like, who the hell don't Red know? Like, she know everybody. So it's really, really, really a big honor to be up here and talk with y'all. So yeah. Say word, got. say word, say word. Oh man, that's that's blessings, yo. Thank you. <laughs> Are you blushing a little? Are you blushing? Listen, listen, listen. I have I have always been a being that, you know, anybody's gonna give me energy of like you attracted to me. Oh, say word. You know what I'm saying? You know, come on now. The gap. Say word. I'm saying, listen, at one time this gap would not be here if my if little Hanifa had any say. But the gap has no, I for agree. real, for a little oh. Hanifa, because I got teased. You know, remember that um, commercial back in the days? Oh. Fall into oh. the gap. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. Nigga. I was going to Mike Tyson, you know, my list. I was like, yeah, I'll punch you, Mike, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. I'm going to stop playing. But, yeah, I agree. If, if I had it my way, I wouldn't have it. But everybody Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, I tried no. to get braces, too. I had braces. My mom put out for the braces. But the orthodontist said, you know, you know the way my jaw is, my yeah. gap will close, but not all the way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like, no. So yeah. it actually used to be a little wider. Okay, okay. So we're closing, you know, we found it. So anyway, but thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we gap twins, we gap twins. Yeah, yeah, yes. Say word. Yeah, well, I, it's, yeah it's good to, it's good, it's, it's good, because I haven't, I hadn't, um, known you before this so this is a complete introduction i'm so excited when red told me about this let's I get it popping let's get it popping you in documentaries and all kinds of things so i remember first seeing you i was like wow because you don't get to see us you don't get to see masculine say you know what I'm saying identify women so the first time i saw you i was like oh wow so it's possible so yeah say you word. know you yeah. don't know how you make a difference in somebody's life until you do so that's real yeah. that's real yeah. and that's the beauty of art as well uh-huh. Uh-huh. how how far reaching it is yes you know yes yes yes, yes. yes. All right. So, so, so Kai. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to uh, invite you to be on the show is because I know that we've kind of touched on uh, this subject on the show a couple of times, uh, but never as deep as I know that we can get uh, with you. And that is um, just concepts around masculine sexuality, around um, uh, masculine women specifically, um, and the concepts of like attraction to the concepts around um, masculine identified women being seen as um, as beautiful, as attractive, as all of those um, those things. I think we we talked a lot about like erasure of masculine identified women um, in media, and I wanted to uh, bring you on so that you can kind of address with us, like how you, what your journey was in um, being so public and, and, and uh, jumping into an industry being masculine identified. Okay, so my name is Kai Brown. Most people know me as Stud Slayer, not the Stud Slayer, but just Stud Slayer, like Facebook, don't put a D in front of it. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, it's kind of a grandiose title, you know what I'm saying? To kind of say hollering for a V. <laughs> Listen, that name is the point. Because it's only one. It's double E, nigga. Double E. But I am a sex educator, sex worker, professional hoe, advocate of stud for stud, advocate of um, masculine and women and expressing their sexuality. And and being whole sexual beings. So that's what I advocate. That's what I do. That's what I talk about. That's what I promote. That's my life. How did I get into it? Um, I don't know, just being me. Uh, I've always loved uh, other studs, other masculine women. I've always been attracted to them since I was very, very little. So that's like, I guess that's my thing. And the name Stud Slayer was born and it just mm. shot off from there. So I just... Um, can I, can I, I'm curious um, about your early attractions. I'm talking about like childhood attractions because we all have them. And like, so you, your attraction, well, well, I, I guess what may be even more important is starting how you even saw yourself, you know, as a child, you know what I'm saying? And then your attraction to, to masculine energy in well, a woman. Um, from a very, very young age, I knew that I was gay. I knew that I liked women. Uh, but I come from a family of all males. I'm an only child. All my cousins, all my uncles, all males. So mm -hmm. I've been around male energy my whole life and um, positive male energy. I've had very positive male influences. So I've never, you know, I don't have any negative stigmas toward men or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I played um, AAU basketball. So that's really where my attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you could probably say, um, of course, being young, I didn't have attraction to one particular, you know, femme or stud, but being around, you know, my basketball mates and AAU, the proximity, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. going to clinics, going to games, going to uh, training camps in the summer, you know, I was always around them. You see the same people every year and, and you know, in your group, in your area, you play against them every year. Yes, you know, yes, yes. So um, getting to know certain certain boys you know we'd be in the room in the dorms filling around on the bus and things like that you know we were young we didn't quite know what we were doing but and there was no label i didn't look at it as okay i'm masculine and they're masculine it, like mm -hmm. i said in proximity that's what i was close to yeah and then it yeah. blew up from there so it just i mean not just proximity but like you had an intimacy with masculine energy you know, that a lot of us don't have, are not really privy to, yes. you know, it's like, we can have good relationships with like, with males in that life. Like I have good relationships with males in my life, mm -hmm. but as far as I understand, like the sports thing, you know, you have, you know, you're going to proximity to other like masculine women, whether they're mm -hmm. gay or not, they're, 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 it's masculine energy. So you're developing mm -hmm. your, your whole relationship to, yo, that's, yo, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. And that's then sweet, I went though. into the Marine Corps and it just more masculinity. Just and then you go. <laughs> Follow your nose. There you go. Been around the world and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I, yeah, yeah, in every damn country I was in. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, Stutzley is definitely worldwide. I'm just not US based. Okay. <laughs> My famous passport stamp. You hear me? All right, now. I ain't playing no games. <laughs> All right, on teams. I got babies all over the world, okay? <laughs> I ain't shit. See, Hanifa, you see why I love her like I do, oh right? Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. We about to have some fun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I done it in every damn near every country. Minus oh, last. Okay, okay. So let's fast forward to when you actually was old enough to ski, all right? <laughs> And you professionalize your ski, all right? Um, well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in, but it's like, because <laughs> this is this is the nigga with the mad metaphor, so I can see I her it. like, I love you know it. what I'm saying? We like, don't get along. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, I think I got my my big start where people really started knowing me on a now def. Uh, maybe they're still alive. I don't know. But when they started having niggas pay for it, we was like, fuck that. But Downlink, y'all remember Downlink? Who? I do. Oh, down down yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so going for a hot minute, but I actually, it was a passing thing for me. So that was really yeah. my first foray into chat rooms and internet and stuff like that. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to technology. I'm really slow to get on shit. So I kind of mm -hmm. skipped over MySpace. 
never had one of them because they were talking about code and I'm like, fuck that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Downlink. So Downlink had the infamous stud for stud room and oh my God, the drama, the repressed ass niggas up in there. Oh my <laughs> God. Mm. I used to fight every day, cuss them out every day. You know, y'all niggas whack. Y'all only want to be stud for stud on Downlink. But when I see y'all in public, you know, y'all stunting in front end. So my, my name really grew up from there. And then it, you know, I joined Facebook and then I joined Tumblr. And then that's when it, you know, Tumblr was like pre-Instagram. It was pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did a, a portfolio, you know, I was like, you know, I want to show myself being sexy flexy. So I had somebody take pictures, you know, suggestive pictures, just poses, you know, things that fems do all the time, every day. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they're lauded for that. And I put them on Tumblr and niggas went wild. They're like, studs ain't supposed to do that. They're not supposed to do this. They're not supposed to do that. Wow. So I knew right then that, you know, I was going to change the game and I was going to make it so that, you know, we don't we don't have sexual agency. We can't be sexy. We can't pose and be mm-hmm. pretty and appreciate mm-hmm. our bodies and appreciate our sexiness. You know, we have to be hard and mean and go to work and come home and take out the trash. Anybody got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm a whole ass woman. I don't care how yeah. I present. I'm still yeah. a woman. And if I'm sexy and feeling good, you know, I should be able to post pictures about that and, and not be getting shit about it. So I just went on from there and I just decided that I was going to be, you know, I'm never not. I just, I'm sorry. I just got to, you know, because this is this is sure. like I'm all here. Amen. And right. Oh, and in my head and, and what I'm appreciating about what you're saying is that or what I feel you're essentially saying is that you have a relationship a, a a complex layered and loving relationship with your fe- with with the feminine in you yeah. and how you can express that and and have agency over when you express that in, in a manner and the balance between your, your relationship with your masculine you know because always like I, I say that sometimes like i I'm 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 more masculine in public, and not because it's a forced performance. It's just mm. like it's this kind of default set. Protection, you know what I mean? Yeah, protection to an extent, but also the it's a joy, and mm-hmm. in, 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 in a particular way in which I express myself in public. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in an intimate space with friends or or lovers, it's it's a lot more fluid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, but this but the, I think my point is that there's a joy. It's not it like is. it's not some sort of a and however I'm flowing, whatever the context, but I have a relationship with that balance. So when I think about my masculine, I don't think it as this extreme masculine or, or this constant monotone, you know, ham against the head masculine. <laughs> but, but that came with time. That came with age, mm-hmm. right? Because I went true, to the Marine true, Corps at 19. The Marine Corps is very male dominated, very male dominated, very mm. aggressive. You know, and I can't hide my gayness, right? So I definitely went into the Marine Corps when there was Bill Clinton, don't ask, don't tell. And everybody knew I was gay. But I didn't get shit for it because I was masculine and I could perform the duties, right? So they would rather have a masculine woman who could perform the duties than, than you know, a masculine man and be gay in the Marine Corps. Definitely a double standard. But I say that yeah. to say I didn't get shit. Yeah. So I feel like my early 20s, definitely into like right up to maybe like 28, it was more performative masculinity. I mean, I'm still me, mm-hmm. but I felt yeah. like there were a lot of things that was put on me. You know, the whole old school stud handbook, can't do this, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ways in which we're conditioned to be masculine and how we have to perform that, not only for our partners, but also for our hetero family, you know, our family and that. So uh, mm, I read mm. and testify. If you know me, you definitely see the faggoty feminine side. Like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. I, be, I be flaunting and flitting like crazy. So the older I've gotten, the less I care about how my masculinity is expressed, per se. Mm. Like, it's not, I'm, I'm just being me now. Like, whatever comes out really just comes out. And another thing is, you know, you can't beat my ass. So if you have a problem with it, we just gonna have to fight. I mean, it's just literally just like that. Nobody bothers me on that. Yeah, I wanted to kind of ask you about that. Like, I know that um, just like when people aren't prepared to have, um, you know, like Hanif was so grateful and not grateful, but like gracious in like, oh, thank you. Like, that's so sweet. Like, have you had situations where you, you know, were attracted to someone and they were not able to accept that? Yeah, I've gotten into fist fights. <laughs> like, I've literally been like, you know, hey, how are you doing? You know, my name is Kyle. You look good. What the fuck are you looking at me for? Whoa. <laughs> mm. 
damn. But, you know, that says more about them than it does about me. Bitch, you can't take a compliment? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I've, but I, it's been many, many, like, I've been in D.C. 20-something years now. It's been many, many years since I've had to fight somebody over that. D.C. is very small, so people know me now, so it's definitely mm-hmm. not a thing. But definitely in my early years, I, I was halfway throwing bitches out of windows, going to jail, fighting wow. in the middle of the street. Yeah, 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 it was really yeah. a thing. I, I, had mean, to, I had to fight for that. I mean, that, I mean, you know, take away uh, the three of us, you know, the context of the, of the three of us here who's talking about this, but this is, how is this any different than what, uh, say, gay men have, you know, in dealing with trade or dealing with, um, not even trade, but like dealing with this DL nigga, or not even dealing with DL niggas, like niggas that he's like, you know, you, you like gay, like, fuck it, nigga, I'm telling you, you fly and you can't yeah. handle that. But yeah. as far as a level of, of physicality in, this, in that kind of toxic masculinity bullshit, you know, having to contend with that, like yeah. that's... Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm like I don't have to do that anymore. And now the internet yeah. makes it. I mean, I don't even have to chase boys anymore. They literally fall out of internet sky into my <laughs> DMs. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't know. I don't even know if I know how to go up and be like, hey, you know, I, I don't even know. It's just, I mean, I'm I'm in a position where I don't even have to, and it's weird. So my my little gaming skills are, are off now you know i can't even mack him i don't even get the chance like literally so when craigslist because craigslist was my hoeing ground <laughs> now lord jesus ig stepped up because my dms be popping every damn weekend so i stay with some fresh, fresh <laughs> yeah you know and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I never, I never lack for company. I never lack for boy company. Ever. All right, so you know, this is speaking to. All right, so you know, one thing that you're echoing here is that there is a, what you're saying, and what maybe what needs to be said more often to the larger queer masses is that, that there is a sizable population of masculine women who are attracted to other masculine. Oh, for women. sure, there always has been. There always has been. I think it's just yeah. we just had to come forward and be noticed. And I decided I was going to be the one to come forward and be noticed because I'm extreme. So I've done yeah. photo mm-hmm. shoots. I've done porn, specialized in masculine, masculine porn. You know, I've got pictures of me all over the internet. With boys. So how did you get into that? Uh, quite simply, I, you know, in, at that time, I think 2010, I went to go Google well, of course, lesbian porn is trash anyway, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, trying wide to open find, field there, nigga. Trying to find <laughs> black or brown mm-hmm. masculine women screwing. Now, Hanifa, I, I saw you in a documentary, so this, this is a good thing. I saw you in a documentary. I don't remember the name of it or, or even the context, but I do remember you sitting on the steps of a brownstone, look like in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You remember <laughs> yeah, you people. You remember uh, Ignacio uh-huh. Rivera? They were yeah, in that. Of course. Yeah. That's who I did my first porn with. So that's the first person that I All saw right. All right. Uh, okay. representing me. And mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, Kai, look at this video. It's called In Search of the Wild Kingdom." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, so I skipped past like the first three scenes because they they were white people. wasn't interested." <laughs> Get to Ignacio, aka Poppy Cox, and their scene. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. I said to my partner at the time, I'm gonna fuck that nigga right there. I gotta find out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cat it after. Hey, Red, when I want something, I get it, right? You do. Okay. And Ignacio, and Ignacio uh, really was, I would think, the heartbeat or the center of um, the black queer um, yes. sex. Yes. Uh, sex parties definitely, yes, you know, and, and Brooklyn definitely, and even in New York, I yes. would say, Ignacio, like that was a go to, yeah, yeah. It was doing it here in Baltimore, you know, we're still yeah. tight, we're still really good friends, and honestly, you know, Ignacio definitely got me here to that next stage. I mean, they gave me a chance, and by that time, they were well known in queer porn, had a huge following, huge base, and here mm-hmm. I am, nobody coming yeah. up, you know, so I've I, Figured out who they were, got on Twitter, started following them. I think I responded to something that they tweeted, and then they hit me and was like, "Oh, you're interested." I was so I flat out was like, "Shot my shot." I was like, "Yo, I know who you are. I saw your video. I can fuck you better than that nigga did." <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> and, you know, from there it was history. We linked up, we met up, so you know. It worked out. A year later, we did our first flick, and we we literally crashed the internet on that. Like, crashed the internet on that. 
So that actually wow. was the first one that I saw. Yeah. The first S for S, oh. like anything. And I was like, yeah. oh, wait, that's a thing? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to make it mainstream. I'm trying to make it like a thing thing. You know, right now I'm Pornhub famous, but I'm trying to get, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get Playboy famous. You know, I'm trying, get, I'm trying to get some white man dollars. You know, <laughs> it's a small niche. You know, it really is. Like, you yeah. know, everybody's not into that. But for those of us, listen, representation means everything. I saw you everything. with your gap. Boom. Okay, there's yeah. another me out here. You're massive. You're doing your thing. You're confident in your stride. You and that's and that at the end of the day, everybody wants to see themselves. That's really what I do. This everybody for. wants to see themselves. That's really what I do this for. We need the world to be our mirror at times as well. Not just a mirror in our closet. You know, Tumblr was my thing. I, you know, the letters, the notes I used to get when I used to be like, "Yo, you know, to see." To see a chunky brown boy expressing their sexuality and being with other masculine people and not giving a fuck and really just standing up, that means the world to me, like letters on top of letters on top of So I know I'm doing mm-hmm. something right. You know, I know yes. that, you know, I'm not doing this to be famous, don't want to be, I'm not going to get rich, probably not. But I know that representation and seeing yourself, even if it's just one person, just to know that mm-hmm. you're not alone in the things mm-hmm. you like and the things you need. Masculine women, black masculine women are valid. We have needs. We have sexual needs. We have emotional needs. And that is not addressed within our partnership, platonic and uh, romantic. We don't get that love because we're seen as the the brick holders. And sometimes we just want to be held. I want to be the goddamn little spoon. I want somebody to come <laughs> yes. okay. and tell okay. me it's going right. to be okay. You know, that's all we're yeah. asking for. And, 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 and. You know the the visibility that you're that you're, you're talking of. You know, um, even short of saying, okay, I'm one, I'm a stud, and I'm attracted to another stud. I think it's it's an excellent um, venue to to talk about. Um, I am more than your idea of a stud. Yes, you know what mm. I mean. And 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 studs finding more of a voice inside of their bedrooms, inside of their relationships, inside of how they navigate the world. Quite honestly. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You know, so I, I don't want people, I don't want some studs. I'm just going to check out on how niggas think. I don't want some studs to be listening to this or or kind of check out because like, oh, that nigga, I ain't trying to fuck some other niggas. Like this, this is about you imp- being empowered in yourself to express yourself whenever, with whomever, at any goddamn yeah. ever time. <laughs> You know, how you feel in that moment to be present with yourself so you don't feel like life is a motherfucking performance like that. Let me tell you, you know about, what I'm saying? Let me, let me tell you about my hoeing. Though. You know, I joke all the time, yeah. you know, I'm a hoe, I'm a hoe, I'm a hoe. And the boys that I have sexual relations with, it is 90% mental and 10% mm. physical because a lot of them come to me, don't know what they want, don't know how to express themselves sexually, sexually repressed. A lot of them come from sexual trauma, emotional mm. trauma mm. you know so it 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 takes a while for me I, you know if i had a nickel for every boy if, if i asked them you know well, what do you want what do you need you know what the the answer i get the most well, i don't, I don't know, know. Mm-hmm. and that's scary yeah. that we have grown people walking around here and they don't they can't express their sexual needs because of xyz whatever and so a lot of it, when they come to me, it's therapy. It's almost like I'm, I'm a shrink. I'm a psychologist. Like, it's not just about the fucking. And a lot of times it takes weeks, months sometimes to even get there. You know, mm. I was messing with this one boy. I was really feeling it took me a damn year, you know, for her to even get to the bedroom. It was just, you know, just little by little by little. But it's a trust thing. And that's mm-hmm. uh, I was with Red. Uh, she had to get together a couple weeks ago. And I said, a lot of the reasons why I'm able to move within this world, because I, I promise you, there is not nobody you don't know that I haven't slept with. As a <laughs> I promise you, I mean, I you promise. don't you don't got to promise. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's it's the queer community. It's small as fuck to begin with. It you is. know what I mean? And I, but and I it, yeah, it. exactly. Ain't no six degree nothing. That nigga it is really, like one point really five really degree is. separation for all us. But I'm, I'm <laughs> able I'm able to move uh, the way I do because a nobody knows who I'm fucking in any. Even my best good friends they don't know who I am. And that Same that's right. a, yeah, you don't get to tell. Thing. You know. Yeah. They come to me for privacy, mm. and I give it to them. You know, as long as you ain't, you ain't out here talking reckless, you're gonna get that privacy. So I, I'm able to move and do what I want to do because they know I'm not gonna say anything, and they trust me. You know, they trust mm. that I'm gonna take care of them emotionally. I'm gonna be there for them. I'm not gonna put them out there. So it's not just sex. Like some some of these boys need to be held straight up. They need to be loved. Mm. You know, they need to be told that they have. What a are we friend. speaking to? Speak to it. You know, so and a lot of mm-hmm. them haven't had that. You know, and and they get that. You know, they come over here, they eat good food, they get a good nut, they get a good counsel, they go home to their life. You know, so it's not. 
I feel like I'm I'm really doing a service. Like this isn't no fly by night thing. And I, I do take it seriously. I mean, it's work, it's emotional work for me. That's emotional mm-hmm. labor for me. Like I have yeah. to do a lot of myself, which is why over the years I have scaled back. Now I'm still hoeing, but I'm really, really, really picky about my hoeing. You know, mm-hmm. I, got, I got my core people I deal with, but new people I'm like more, you know, I'm like, I'm quite not ready because now I have to start dealing with how much of this is taking a toll on me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not here to save the world, but I'm definitely here to let people know that in me, you can trust me. You can come to me and you're going to be okay. And I'm going to take care of you the best way. And, and with you, hopefully attract others like you to be more public, to make take some and of the I weight have. off. I am, so, listen, <laughs> I am so proud of my Stuff for Stuff family. Like they are, yes. there are, <laughs> there are get togethers. Like there's they they, were. Atlanta. God damn, I done ran through Atlanta. Ooh, I done ran through Atlanta. Right. Atlanta is definitely the hotbed for stuff instead. Like it, between Atlanta and New York, interesting. Like, the top ones. Yeah, I get more play out of Atlanta and New York than any place. Oh, West Coast too. Oakland. So, <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to speak to that because I know for a while a lot of the women who were masculine identified who were just like tired of not getting that energy, like not getting that taken care of feeling yes. that that and not and as you're saying not even just sexually but you know including sexually yes. um went to like looking more feminine in order to attract people who would give them that energy right yes. so they thing. almost had to abandon their masculine outward identity in order yes. to uh, be able to attract people who were willing to care for them Right. And so I think about like how often I've like my friends who have done that have been like, I was tired of like not having orgasms. I was tired of being the one who had to give all the time. Mm. I was tired of like never receiving um, Mm. that sexual attention or like never being told that like I'm attractive and I'm beautiful and I'm blah, blah, blah. Like always having to make this first move. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's comforting to me to see that that doesn't have to happen anymore um and that people can get that attention and that care without having to abandon their masculine identity and and that's really the whole point of what i do so it's not just so you know i do the pictorials i've done the photo shoots I've, i've done the porn you know i've done blogs i've written about it extensively you know you do not have to compromise your femininity to be masculine. They 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 can coincide. You know, you can do them together. They can work together. You can make it work together. You don't have to give up one for the other. And you know, and I'm and it's sad that masculine women have had to tone it down or either be androgynous or go all the way femme to get their knees met. Just think about that. You have to I, change, oh my god, I get you have just to change think your about whole that. your you have to change how you look and how you move in the world to get your needs met because we we have put male and female in such tight boxes of how they can perform and and how and how honestly how personally not humiliating maybe is a, is a strong word but when you have to deny something as core like that that's a that's a somewhat of a degrading process and so you're opting to do that it's not like who you were was something frivolous you can easily discard it so you're opting to do that so that another party you can be met when if, if everybody would just fucking get a goddamn grip and going to <laughs> come into a relationship with like who are you let's find this out let's have fun this you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah we, I, we, I guess, we live in a society Jesus. that tells us hey be who you are express yourself and then as soon as you do they're trying to shit on you for it or kill you for it in terms of our, our black trans women you know it's mm-hmm. say something. it has to be a horrible horrible feeling to know who you are intrinsically and can't express that makes you want to die. I feel like that's a thing. Like if you can't express who you are 100% your whole self and Mm -hmm. every part of your being, if you have to suppress even a little part of that, I mean, every day you wake up a piece of you dies because you're not living your authentic self. So people aren't out here performing for you in the world. They are being them and living and breathing for them and we we need to let people do that and when and when you are able to express who you are then you can attract what you need and if you can't express who you are then you can't attract who you need that's right and you're Mm. you're alone 
You know what I mean? And you're fucking alone, even if you're with someone. So that goes Ooh, right good. back. Yes. So that goes right back to representations. You yeah. have to see somebody like you, looking like you in your situation in order to, that's the first step to living your truth. Because mm. if you think you're the only one, you're going to be too afraid to jump out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. some of us are born for that. Like, I feel like, you know, I mean, did I grow up to want to be a porn star? I thought about it a couple of times, but <laughs> I, I never thought that, that would be a reality. Like I didn't, I didn't do this because I wanted to show my naked body. I mean, I'm 41, so I'm still a little bit of the old school. You know, I don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I did this because it needed to be done. Not because I wanted to, it, I didn't mm. want to, because there's a lot of risk in that, right? You know, yeah. I, I work for the feds. I have a little fatty fed job, you know, so I have to, really, yeah. I have to protect my, my, online identity versus who yes. I am and I have to yes. you know, I have to compartmentalize stuff. So I didn't do this because I wanted to be known. I gasp every time I go out in public and somebody figures out who I am. I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it really needed to be done. And I felt like, you know, who the hell can do it better than me? Me. So I'm just mm. so that's that's where we are, you know. Studs are loving other studs. Studs are loving femmes. Studs are loving trans men. Studs are loving trans. I mean, people are loving everybody. You never know how the love bug is going to hit you. Honestly, you just mm. don't know. You don't know who is going to capture your heart and your mind and your soul. And that's who you're going to fall in love with. And sometimes it might be the exact opposite of who you thought it was going to be. You just have to have your mind open. That, that's right? the realest thing we on said this whole fucking album, man. Right. Like, for real. It's yeah, like, you, really. you think you have control and this is segue into our letter but if you think you have control over what over what comes at you mm-hmm. you don't you don't you don't have control on how you react and some, <laughs> and some people act yeah but, act negatively because they don't know what to do with that but eventually know, yeah. you know i'm telling you yeah you're gonna exactly exactly yes lord so listen, we're gonna we're gonna move on into um, our letter section of the show okay okay <laughs> mm-hmm. I um, get some juicy letters um, we do, but we would love more. We would I'm love more because sure the letters, the huh? I'm gonna make sure y'all get more. <laughs> All right, do that, do that, do that, son. I'm like y'all, but, y'all niggas need assistance. Write your gay aunties and get that word, honey. Get it from get it from elders who know what the hell they're talking about. It's gonna lead you in the right direction. Don't ask, mm. look, don't ask your little friends. Ask the people who know better. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to ask us, then you can just email us. Do it simply at. Your gay aunties at gmail.com or you can slip us a DM. Slip is always a weird word with DM because it always connotes like sex, but don't be yeah, slipping your aunties slip no damn slide. DMs like that. But I mean the, the letter, yeah, the letter, the letter type of DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the letter DMs about what have you. You know, whether you know you got some um some situations going on, something going on with your relationship, something going on with your single life, something you know going on at the job. Um, whatever life is bringing at you and you're trying to get coordinated, trying to figure it out, even just figure out what the fuck it is. <laughs> you can holler at us <laughs> on IG as well um, at your gay um, aunties. So let's go into, and that being said, we don't got a letter this week, but we have the, the letter. letter. The letter. <laughs> right. We have, we're going to the depository. We're going to the depository. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So see, your letter is getting traction, girl. Okay, okay. Okay. Letter. All right. So, all right. So just to just to just to bring Kai up. So this is a letter actually we received last week um, that we're going to refer to again for this week because it was so well written, um, and it is about the idea of control and how it shows up in your life and how to deal with it. Okay. All right. Um, so she gave us several um, questions. I'm just going to reread the questions. All right. Starting with the one that we already talked about last. Uh, um, week. If it was a trauma, how did you bury it? All right. So we already discussed that. So let's pick one of um, these four. So if it was- I can, can I oh. just kind of go back and just um, okay, sure. introduce you it a little bit? Okay. Um, because C says, I was wondering how you both navigate change and control in your own lives. Mm-hmm. When did you all know that you were done with any one thing that no longer serves you and you walked away? And then we have the rest of the questions. Yeah. So this, so, so it's the, the overarching questions, but also dense, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of, and also in very intimate as well, you know, so we, we're called, we said this section of, um, um, auntie, tell me about the universe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, so okay. We are breaking down. Yeah, just, some, to, just to keep it like very broad concept. Y'all wilding. Control. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read the four remaining questions, and then we'll pick one. Okay. And okay. maybe just do a round robin with it. Okay. All right. Okay. So the four remaining questions are: If it was work, when did you leave? If it was a person, how long did it take to end it? If it was a place, how long before you moved? If it was a mindset, how did you change it? Oh, that fucking rhymes. End it. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of them because I've I've literally done all of them within the yeah, last that's what we said last week three too. Years. Yeah. So um the simple version for me, honestly, when a person, place, or thing, which can be a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. does not serve me anymore or does not make me happy or I have to work too hard to get happiness from that I walk away well you know I want to I want to focus on she she really uh, uh highlights the how right so what had this so you know how we did it when we talked about trauma last week we actually or read uh uh talked about how she used um uh uh, uh sweat lodges as a means or a tool to work through trauma mm-hmm so in picking one of the questions, we can have our own anecdotes around how we approached it, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so since you're our guest, we'll let you pick one of the four that speaks to you. Job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> okay. Because it, it how? I, Shit, I had to save some duckies and really just make a plan. I had to make an <laughs> eight-month plan on how what how I was going to do and how I was going to live to make sure I could support myself. But it just, I hated it. It was draining me. It was killing me. It was making me sick. And I just couldn't stand it anymore. So I fucking quit. I just, fuck it. I'm done. Walk away. You know, it's like, it's like, like, when do you know? Or, you know, it may think so much when, but it's like, when is the pressure too great? When do you tell yourself what is too much? I mean, I'm a, you, you know, know, I'm a, I'm a go getter. And, and especially coming out of the Marine Corps, you know, I feel like there's really nothing I can't do because that's what they train you for. There's, there's no bullet that can stop you. There's no tank that can stop. There's nothing that can stop you. But goddamn, how many times do I got to beat my head against the wall for the mm-hmm. same thing? And I'm not getting anything. So that, I think that's where we as human beings are flawed. Like we, what's, what's the thing you keep doing the same, same thing and getting the same results. Like right. something that's insanity. it's insanity. Right. And that's, that's, that's in lack of, and in lack of curiosity. And, and, but you know, I also know that people stay in situations because mm-hmm. they would rather stay in a bad situation that they know about than to jump out there for something they don't. So right. I was sure. sure. Is, which is a fear of uncertainty. Yeah. And a lot of, we all have that. And when yeah. it comes to jobs, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has to pay the rent. Everybody has to eat. So I understand why people stay in fucked up jobs because they, you know, I don't have any kids. They may have kids to feed. Like I get all that. I'm in a position where I don't have to think about, I don't have a partner and I don't have kids. Every decision I make is for me. And I like that. So that, that makes me, makes it easier for me to move around in the world and do the, do the things I want to do. But you know, I guess um, when I say curiosity, I think it might have sounded a little condescending. But the the when I when I when I say curiosity, um, I mean like okay, we got the jobs, the, the jobs that we have to do for whatever means. I know, like when I have been on jobs that I get, I had to do it. Like especially when I was young, I did like a lot of temping, you know. And sometimes, you know, um, you know, I would get a job that I'm there for a good minute. And what always happened is I would dive into it with like, cause I, you know, I identified as an artist, but I got to hold down this gig. Right. So I jumped into it, like go a gun ho. I'm on some chop chop. I'm getting the job done. I'm a find me time to write in between yada, yada, yada. And then slowly, but surely I start self-sabotaging. Yes. Right. Mm. Um, like dressing a little down, you know, so I guess I'm, I'm trying to find comfort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a point where I stopped being curious and kind of rested on just let me find comfort. Mm-hmm. And I, I was losing a curiosity of how to express myself or find strength in doing that in this job, like just to hold it down. So I would I would basically just fall up until they either fire me. <laughs> no, I was I would be son, son, you know, and they would love everyone would love me in the beginning, but I'd be on my shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was all, you know, smiling and creative and da, 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 but then the creative in me just started dying, yes. like I'm saying. And so I've always been I've I've always self-destructed in jobs, you know, and I I used to feel bad about that, like, what the fuck, but you can't keep it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of us ain't meant for that. But I wasn't, but exactly, but I wasn't made for that we're job. Not made, you know, society trains us to be made. You know, that's what school is. You know, we're going to teach you this so you can be in corporate world and function. Like a lot of us aren't made for that. Black people are entrepreneurs. We've done with that working for somebody else shit. Right. We don't. That's not what we're made for. We have too many ideas and too much shit within us that we need to express that can't be held down. But 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 yeah, but but it doesn't mean they need to quit their job. And this is really what I'm talking about the curiosity. What can you do outside of the job to balance and get that? What is artistic expression? Not everybody is artistically expresses themselves or knows how to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people at the end of the day just want. Um, to have a dependent amount of money to come in so they can support, you know, their people, themselves and them and their, and their folks. Uh-huh. And they have a sense of purpose in life. Uh-huh. You know, some people don't want to be on the top of a pedestal or be in the limelight or or even want to be all that it takes to truly be an entrepreneur. But I really you can't even say it flippantly. It's like, that's no joke. That's mm-hmm. a commitment, right? To, to, you know, so for the people who is like, I'm in my job, I don't necessarily like my job, but how can I, what can I do to counteract that so it doesn't completely kill me but i'm also i'm i'm having an outlet for purpose you know otherwise like getting cute and that's what i'm saying the curiosity like how can i you know is that have to be either or you know what i'm saying yeah i'm kind of wondering because kai you said that you were saving up money in order to mm. to make that transition i didn't i just walked in one day and like threw the shit off the desk i was just Bro. like i'm out this whole <laughs> bucket right <laughs> um and so i had to really like Thankfully, I had a, a hustle, like I had a grind to be able to mm-hmm. to support myself in mm-hmm. the meantime. But um, I am interested in how you were able to like plan that out. Like, did you like get on a super tight budget? Did you like what did you do to prepare for that transition? Um, I have some residual incomes that come every three months, so I save that. And, <laughs> and you know, I be. I be hustling too, you know. I be having a little sign hustle, you know. I be doing it, you know. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, I had a sugar daddy at the time. I was paying a couple bills. Okay, know. whatever. But I, Versat- you know, versatility in your portfolio of how your income it really is important. Really, but yeah. you know, I I had to sacrifice. I had to uh, scrimp and save. Uh, and just really be committed not to touch that because I had a, a, a end goal and I knew that that goal was was way more important than the, the needs I had right now. So it was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just, you know, I still have, you know, if, if push comes to shove, I have my 401k, I have a couple of savings bonds, so I'm not going to be destitute. But I know everybody doesn't have that option either. I know everybody is not privileged with that. You know, these are just things that I had that were at my disposal. Um, but I guess my recommendation is, you know, that if if you are an artist or an entrepreneur and you are in a job that you absolutely hate and you want mm-hmm. to be able to focus on mm-hmm. the things um, that you're doing, it's, it's just really about finding balance. You know, leave your nine to five at the door and then mm-hmm. when you come home, really concentrate on what it is you want to do to get you out of that nine to five. So, mm. I mean, you, you know, you just really can't be lazy about it. Like if. I tell people all the time, you know, the commitment you put in your nine to five for the man, you need to put it what? in yourself. What? Yeah. That same drive yeah. you do from, from 8 a.m. to 5 a.m., you need to do that with yourself mm-hmm. and put that. So, you know, if the weekends are your only time to invest in yourself, then you might have to put in another eight-hour day on a Saturday or Sunday and invest in yourself. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what you have nice. to do. You know, that's good advice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it will and- pay off. It will. I mean, you know, listen... I'm not a huge fan of Tyler Perry because I think most of his movies are shit, but, but I love his process and I love his drive and I love what he's trying to do. Yes. Everybody's not, not trying to do, doing. doing right. Cause everybody's yeah. not going <laughs> to agree with how you got where you are. Say it. Until you make it and it benefits them. There's a lot of people who can't stand what I do. Don't like me. Don't fuck with me. Not yeah. going to support me. Not going to, you know what I'm saying? And I'm fine with that. But that's not going to stop me from doing what I do. Tyler Perry had his detractors. That motherfucker got a whole goddamn lot, y'all. Acres upon acres upon acres. Yes, because he didn't stop. I pass by it every day. He didn't stop. <laughs> you know? And and I, I'm so proud of that man. Like I said, I, 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 a lot of his movies I don't like, but I mm-hmm. do enjoy and love how he's come up for us 
and other black actors. And he's really trying to make a difference. Again, you don't have to like his process, but you can't argue with the damn end result, right? Yeah. And this, I mean, this also, I mean, speaks to not for nothing, the ongoing theme of, because another, another like black entity that I felt got a lot of shit before it had a chance Mm -hmm. or got to go through its process or got to reveal itself to us Mm -hmm. was actually the show Blackish. I remember when Blackish came out, niggas was slamming that shit on the name alone. Mm -hmm. I remember all y'all motherfuckers was slamming the hell out of that. Yes. And now it's like one of our most beloved shows. Sometimes we don't give give our own stuff a chance. Because they don't look a certain way in the very beginning. There you go. Mm -hmm. Which is the the antithesis of what the artistic process is like. Say that say that because it's, it's stages right it doesn't all mm-hmm. look good it's not going to all look good the process supposed to. the process doesn't look good the process isn't easy right so you know i my whole thing with this porn listen i'm 41 gravity is kicking my ass with these titties i'm tired of fucking <laughs> having the lose weight <laughs> like it's hard right because the camera really does put 10 15 pounds on you right so i don't want to be doing this shit forever but I really want to parlay this into something bigger. I swear to God, I, I'm trying to be the Dyke Tyler Perry. I want to flip this porn shit into something <laughs> more for the community. I want to employ the community. I want mm-hmm. to employ black queer artists. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Because so many of us are unemployed. So many trans women can't get jobs. Plenty of mm-hmm. people with skills. You know, there's plenty of people with skills out there, whether they be, you know, whatever. Um, marginalized group they're in they just don't have the resources and the chance how many coders how many producers how many people out here who have the ability to cure cancer are in our own damn neighborhood but we don't know it yeah they don't have the opportunity to let that out they're not being fed properly they're not being educated properly they're not being protected properly i mean come on and i just you know that's that's my legacy that's what i want to leave behind like i don't care what you know me for now but when I leave this earth, what am I leaving y'all? What what can y'all benefit from me? How can the things that I'm saying move on to the next generation? And it's weird, right? Because the little younger baby dykes are now discovering who I am. And so it's like coming out all over again and explaining myself mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a blessing. And the young the youngins are more open-minded than we are, than we were. Mm-hmm. And they're really they're pushing the boundaries of everything of yeah, work. I mean, listen, so before I quit my job, I interviewed a little millennial. I looked at this resume and I was like, you know, and I really had to remind myself that this is a new generation. So I, you know, cause if, of course I wanted to judge like, Oh, this motherfucker came in here popping gum, no belt, looking like a hoo-hoo, looking at this <laughs> But I was like, you know what? It's a, it's a different time. So instead of me judging them based on what their resume, how it's formatted that I didn't like, and you chewing <laughs> gum in my face, let me just get to know you and ask you questions about who you are. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Anifa is losing it, uh, just for those who cannot see. <laughs> because I know, I know me. Like it's some somebody coming in. Um, that person was there for an interview. Yes. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> All I would do, I would be. I, I just, I just can imagine. I'm like, as you're telling the story, I'm like, the gum popping. First of all, that. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm half what, like, here's a cup, put that, put that shit in the goddamn, that's like, I mean, that is, the, that, I mean, that's a pet I don't like, I don't like mouth noises, so gum popping <laughs> all together, I will slam you, like, I'll pick your little fucking 150 fucking pounds up and slam your ass, just from the sheer road rage of it, like, I mean, <laughs> he had on jeans and a button up with a tie, I can't even begin to tell you what kind of tie, I don't even know who the fuck tied that tie, no doubt, <laughs> he was sagging with dress shoes, Yo, son, yo, you know what? I think I just had what, to. There needs to be a little. Well, I know it probably exists to whatever extent in some little body city somewhere, some town, but some little like you know, uh, uh, books primer or adulting primer, like how to tie a tie. I it's did different, blog, a different. I did blogs? I literally did a whole blog <laughs> about how to perform as a masculine woman in corporate America. I have a clearance. What? I know how to go in corporate, huh. federal, judicial. Like I can move around D.C. as a dyke 
right? There, there's only been two times that I know for a fact that I did not get a job because of how I looked. And I could tell in the interview, well, you've been on enough interviews, you know when somebody fucking with you and when they ain't, and you know yeah. when it's a good fit and when it's not for you. I mean, I've literally walked in interviews like, I already don't like this shit. I don't give a fuck, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, say word, say word, say word. So I literally Sometimes wrote, you gotta trust that. You do. I wrote a whole ass blog for six months for Den Magazine on how to function as a as a masculine presenting woman in corporate America from how to dress, how your resume, uh, how to hold yourself, how to speak, all of that shit. And, and that was a good like that was a good blog. People were really into that. So these are the things, these are the contributions I'm trying to make. You can be yourself. Is it going to be easy? No. Are you going to get some doors slammed in your face? No. But I tell you what I can't do. I'm not going to walk in no place with, in no fucking dress and fake because I might go in there and interview in a dress and y'all hire me and the next fucking day I'm coming out here in a motherfucking three piece. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you got to know hey, boom, who, boom, who, boom. who I am. Exactly. From the, you set the tone from jump. You exactly. listen, that interview is for you to control. And, and people it's are not to submit to. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, you can see the tip. They're like, oh, be tired. Oh, you know, hey. <laughs> look at my resume, though. Can I do the job? I mean, fuck what I look like. Can I do the job? You know, because yeah. you can't perform your job if you're not comfortable in your skin. No, or how exactly. Right. So yeah. I'm not consider, and, and this and why lie? I'm not gonna go in I wouldn't go in and address anyway, but I'm not gonna go in and address one day and this is what you think you're getting and then come back when I got the job and I'm a whole new different person now. No, that's deceptive. I, you need to know who I am out the gate so you can figure yeah. out if that's what you want to deal with. And I need to know who you are out the gate. I exactly that. I appreciate yeah. that. Even the people who don't like me, bitch, tell me you don't like me. Tell me, me. let know. me know. So I can move around you. Okay. Let me know before I know your last name, like for real. And I know, you know, like forget all your kids' names. Like, let me know all that. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be hired somewhere, and then you're trying to meld into corporate culture or just the or just the company's uh, work to the work culture. Yes. And you and then you start seeing niggas for what they are. Yes. You know. And whew, I mean, talk and about trash. There's a landmark <laughs> going on in the Supreme Court right now that's going to affect. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. just, it's, it's centered around a trans woman in a funeral home, but it actually affects us. Mm-hmm. It affects us as well. It affects, it affects masculine women, you know, who, who obviously are women who dress masculine. Like now, you know, depending on how this court case goes, I, I might could walk into a job tomorrow and they'd be like, oh, no, bitch, you need to put on a dress. Oh, guess I'm going to be unemployed today. I mean, I just have to figure out ways to earn my coin, but I can't yeah. go someplace every day and be in something that I'm not comfortable with and exactly. be somebody that I'm not comfortable with. This 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 case you're talking about, the Supreme Court, really who would um, affect, just like how abortion really affects poor and, and, and women of color, who this really affects is non-conforming queer folks. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. <laughs> you know, wherever you are on the spectrum, if you're in the, if you're whatever body you're in and, and how ma- matching or unmatching or however they want to see it with your expression, just how you move in the world is not how they see is matching who your, your corporal body is, then this, this affects you. But look how capitalism works. Like, I never yeah. understood a person or entity that would want to stop another person from getting a bag. You know what I'm saying? Or helping you get a bag, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit what you look like. Can you do the job? Thus strengthening the economy, I mean, the economy, seriously. which is like the overall auction goal here. All of this <laughs> out here is, I mean, it's, but, but that's the system we live in, right? Because mm-hmm. everything for everybody is the haves and the have nots. It's really that. It's not even black and white anymore, black and brown or whatever. It's who has access, who doesn't. That's really where mm-hmm. we're at right now. Okay. All right. Well, so I, before uh, we, we wrap, I kind of wanted to, you, you're kind of audacious, Kai, right? I, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I have been known and to be I want to know, like, how were you able to tap into that? Because as you all are mentioning, there are so many people who are not able to, like, walk in their truth. There are so many people who are out here who are not able to express themselves in the way that, that they would like to. Um, they're not a- even able to give themselves permission to explore how they would like to express themselves, right? Because they're so mm. um, caught up in the how they should be. Right. How were you able to break out of that um, 
to be able to be authentically yourself? Um, well, I had a loving grandmother who always told me, you know, she knew from a young age I was going to be a little baby bulldagger. That's what they call them in the country, a little bulldagger, right? So she grew <laughs> up. And she just, she just always told me, you know, your granny loves you, you know, uh, be who you are despite, you know, these just little things I've heard my whole time growing up. Very mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't understand it then, but these were just little things she told me, right? And another thing too is, you know, I, I, I know I walk around with a lot of privilege. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I've never been. I've never been sexually assaulted. I've never been in fear of being sexually assaulted. I, so I don't have that trauma and, and those mm-hmm. particular things to walk around. So mm-hmm. there's so there's a lot of things that I have that a lot of people don't that has allowed me to move in the way that I move. I've always been a big bitch. Always been a strong bitch. So if I didn't care what the fuck you said out of your mouth about me, I just popped you in it. And then you can <laughs> while you're collecting your teeth up off the ground, you can figure out the next time how you're going to approach me. So I have, I have ways of moving about the world mm. that a lot of people aren't privileged to have. So that's that's one thing. So everybody, you know, I can't compare myself to how everybody else moves. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, because of the privileges I have, always said I was going to use that privilege and that power to get my point across and to help other people to live in their authentic truth. And, mm. and that's really what I want to do. I am all about masculine women exploring their sexuality and being comfortable in that, being comfortable in expressing it and talking about it. And I tell all my studs, all my MOC women, you know, if you're partnered with somebody who is not fulfilling your sexual needs or your emotional needs, you need to tell them. And if you're telling them and they're not responding, you need to duck because there's nothing that you can do about that. Stop staying in relationships, playing a role that you're not happy in. You know, a lot of, a lot of studs are in, you know, I've been with studs who are dating films and they are cheating on their films with me because, you know, and the main thing I hear is, oh, she's not, you know, she's, she's teasing me because I want this. She won't give me that because she says studs aren't supposed to do that. This is stuff I'm still hearing in the year of our Lord 2019 going into 2020. And it's disturbing. We need better. We need to have these conversations and not just the studs, but the films too. bring your partners in here. So I encourage that. Like, look, y'all need to talk. Mm. It's it's not just about pleasing your feminine presenting partner. Everybody needs to get a nut here. Right. Yeah. If you're comfortable enough with your partner to be with them, you should be comfortable enough to express yourself sexually and you should be able to get the things you need done. Talk about it. I always have a saying, everybody wants to have sex, but nobody wants to talk about it. We need to talk about yeah. it. Talk about your- and you want to talk about uh, safe sex. Another aspect of safe sex, if your partner, or if you don't feel safe with your partner, or if your partner does not feel safe with you sexually, then they are not safe with you, period. Exactly. Mm. About the STIs and STDs, we're talking about emotionally. Emotions, emotions. Sex yes. Is very vulnerable. You are your most vulnerable when you when you're with somebody and you're naked and you're just like, you know, here, this is this is me raw, and I'm giving you myself raw. That's yeah. a position, and it takes trust. It really, really, really does. It takes a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to live up to that and, mm-hmm. and follow through with that. So yeah, that's that's huge. We need to we need yeah. to talk more. Uh, talk about your feelings. Talk about the things you need. Talk to your partner. And if your partner is not listening, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get rid of them because nothing is gonna change. You're gonna end up being in a situation where you know you're just not gonna be happy, and then they're gonna be running to me. I mean, I'm I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm well, I mean, if, if well, the, if motherfuckers want to run, or rather, just want to understand and know more. How can they how can they holler at you? Where 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 can they find you online? Oh, I'm at Twitter, uh at Studslayer and um Instagram studsla- stud underscore slayer underscore Instagram. Also, I have a documentary that's coming out. All right. Um, I'm gonna be starting filming literally next week. It's called Slade. And as conceited as I am, I'm scared to death about this because this was not my idea. Because, you know, I ain't really, you know, what I put out on the Internet is what I put out on the Internet. But this is about to be some, Lord, all my exes <laughs> about to come through, y'all. <laughs> Yo, when that documentary is ready uh, uh, to, to be to be public, definitely let us know. We'll definitely put, we'll push it for you. I will. Yes. I will. yes. Thank um, you so much for coming on. God damn, boy, I got to see my two favorite people. Great <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Thank you, Red. Thank you, Hanifa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I finally got to talk to you after all these. 
and listen. <laughs> I am not surprised that our conduit uh-huh. is the infamous. <laughs> infamous. Oh, oh shit. God. Red Summer. Bitch, who don't you know? <laughs> you know, like, I want to see your spider chart. Not, a, not just people you know. That thing gonna stretch from here to Mars and back. Cause I, 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 I don't know nobody that don't know you. So I'm great. <laughs> well, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We just want to reiterate that um, we do this show for the babies. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you all have questions, if you have someone that you want us to bring on the show, if you have uh, conversations that you want to start or topics that you want to discuss, let us know. Send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can contact us on IG at yourgayaunties. And also... If you want to see us, mm-hmm. y'all going on tour. <laughs> oh, yes. We're working on that too. Nah, working on that too. <laughs> but every uh, month we do what's called uh, Sunday brunch with your gay aunties. And those uh, Patreon supporters for just $10 a month. You can see us when we record with our guests for our Sunday brunch, as well as uh, you get to receive the show three days before everybody else. So that is amazing what you get for that support. And you can support us by going on Patreon at your gay aunties or not Patreon slash your gay aunties in order to become I know what it is. Patreon.com. Yes. I always um, mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to get it eventually. Don't go over I right. saw them pictures from last night. <laughs> Looking yes. fine at you, girl. Oh, Thank you, baby. And yes, and that is uh, our show for today. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you again for, for being our guest. Um, yes, Kai Brown. <laughs> uh. I can't. I'm for a summer. And I, I love it. She ain't gonna let us leave. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Red Summer. And I'm Honey for Walida. We are <laughs> <laughs> and we are your gay aunties. Your gay aunties. <laughs> Bye, baby. Later. <laughs>